I know. I'm sweating, so I'm probably just reflecting all the light off of all of Jeff's, uh, all these lights. Just as you turn your head, there's a shine. Yeah. <laughs> Bang. It's not funny, Jeff. It should have made fun of bald people. I know, right? He's bald himself. Diabolically challenged. He's, a, he's allowed to. Incorporated in 1875, proclaimed as the city of destiny, Tacoma has maintained itself as the city of grid. Tacoma kept its in-your-face artistry and individuality that sets it apart from anywhere else in the world. Our never-say-die attitude continues to this day. We are honored to bring to you those who live in Tacoma and its surrounding areas, whose contributions are what bring this city to life. The reputation is real. Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the Grit City Podcast. I am Justin. I'm Scott. I'm Jeff. Hi, Jeff. How you doing, buddy? Doing great. Setting up the lights and reflectors and cameras so we can there's get this on so many, YouTube. There's so many lights and reflectors. My poor bald head. It's just, and I'm sweating everywhere, too, so this yeah. will be interesting. The, the lights right on you don't help at all. I know. Jeff, I know. Your glistening bald head. <laughs> Thanks. That's wonderful. Thank you, everyone, for listening to us. If you guys want to check out some of our old episodes and see uh, what we're doing, you can do so at GritCityPodcast.com. You can also find us on social media. Just search for Grit City Podcast, and all that's available on the website. And actually, if you're listening to this on almost any device, uh, just through the wonderful uh, notes that Becca does, your wife. we're wife? Your wife. Oh, okay. You have a wife. Sorry. Sorry, your ladies. pretty wife. Yeah, oh, yeah. The okay. beautiful wife. Stop yourself. And uh, she does all these notes. So there's the links to everything, including our guest, whom we'll get to in just a minute. If you guys want to help us out financially, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash gritcitypodcast. Uh, we're asking for four bucks a month, and that's basically a buck an episode that we're churning out. Yep. Uh, and for those four bucks, that gets you, what does that get you? Um, you, well, you definitely get access to all the old old um, episodes. So mm-hmm. there's like 120 old episodes on there. Those are fun. Yeah, they're and, pretty cool. And sometimes we uh, we mine those for uh, some best ofs. Yeah, but we do. This way you get a chance to check them all out and download all of them, which mm-hmm. is a lot of fun on that end. And you get to hear uh, Brogan, who is not here today. Nope. He's doing real life things. I don't even know what he's doing. Stop paying attention. Because Scott and I, well, we hung out together our wives and uh you and i we went in this was what the second weekend of august third weekend of august something like that second I weekend the third third it's 17th isn't it yeah it's yeah 17th. yeah yeah so we're recording on the 18th this is coming out a little bit later but on the 17th there was a lot of stuff going on uh congratulations to the church cantina uh rusty 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 if he if you didn't know he's one of our most frequent guests i think between him and billy from mary mart like those are the guys that we've had on the most yeah they're almost co-hosts by now or i know really uh rusty a very good comedian on the first the 50th i think the hundredth and then the reboot and then every other time that he's been over at my house just hanging out he's just awesome you know yeah. what i mean yeah so they have down on south to come away they have the church cantina and they opened up a year ago on that weekend and this weekend that weekend was actually the uh the south tacoma car show uh, and I don't even know if that's the name of it, but is every year that people go out there with their amazing cars and just they shut down South to come away between basically like 58th and like 52nd around there, something like that. Yeah, it was, it was quite a ways, man. It was a haul. Yeah. And so we ended up going down there, going, getting some food, hanging out, checking out some of the cars, which was really, really fun. 
And I mean, I had the Cuban and that's really the only thing I ever get when I'm at the church cantina. Man, I did their um, black bean and grilled or black bean. Jesus can't talk black bean <laughs> grilled cheese sandwich. I've yeah. never had that before. Did you go, I've get always any, done the Cuban. Did you get any meat on it? Um, I didn't. I just oh, got okay. it. Just got straight. Dude, it was awesome. I, like I went home and told my wife, I'm this, I want black beans on all my grilled cheeses from now on. <laughs> really? it, it was really good, man. I've never been disappointed there. They did I know. a great, great job. Super good. Super fun vibe too. It's kind of the, the most fun part about all of that. And then we ended up going to the McKinley Street Fair that was happening at the same time. We actually went there first. Uh, and we did a little bit of a walk around. It was overcast, so I was like, "Oh, I'll be I'll be cool, and I'll wear my Grit City Podcast hoodie." And I was sweating my ass off. As soon as you got out of the car, oh my god, I was sweating so much. It was a nice day, though, man. It was a really nice day. We ended up actually hiding in a little tiny uh, hole in the wall bar right up there. I'm trying to remember the name of it, and I don't even think I can. Like, do you remember the name no, of that I bar? I want to say it was called Patties or something, but it, it started with a P, I think. But I'm just pulling that out of my yeah. butt. I have no idea. Uh, so, oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, wait, we'll get our guest on right now because this guy knows it. We got David Thompson from Food Is Free. David, how's it going, dude? So, what, what, what was that little hole in the wall bar that we went to? Parky's Tavern. Parky's. Parky's. Go. Yeah, go ahead and talk right into the microphone when we got that. So, Parky's Tavern. Parky's Tavern. And so, yeah, we ended up going in there and just to kind of hide out a little bit from uh, yeah. the the heat, as it were, and uh, get a get a drink and a refresh on that. Yeah, it was a cool spot, man. Yeah, I dug it. Yeah, we saw uh, Shroom Brothers there. And you bought more T-shirts, one which you're I wearing did. right now. Which one are you wearing right now? The octopus, octopus wrestling, <laughs> Sasquatch <laughs> wrestling on octopus. It's <laughs> awesome, man. I love that. And we give a shout out to the Shroom Brothers because with the Patreon, you can get T-shirts done by them, and they have some amazing art. We've had them on the podcast before. And David, you actually with uh, Food Is Free, they did your logo as well as ours as well, right? Right, right. Carrie Foster did our logo. That's and, amazing. Uh, she hand drew it. It's really nice logo. It, they're really cool, right? Like, it's just a way to be able to see that art and the way that she just takes, like, her idea and just puts it to paper is just fantastic. Right. She's an amazing artist. I love amazing it. Artist. And she, yeah, she does do it by hand. Yep. I, you know, oh, really? No digital. She draws it out. Oh, they scan oh yeah, yeah, it, they yeah. scan it in. So it's very done a very traditional way, which I totally respect. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and then with the T-shirts, too, Bob hand prints all the T-shirts. Yeah. So, like, um, he had some multicolored ones that he actually puts the colors in the middle. And he was telling us how yeah, he's doing so that. Each one is like a, a little piece of art man it's neat i love those guys and so another person that we saw and i literally just emailed you last week david about food is free if you would come on the podcast and you're like yeah i'm not doing anything on sunday i'll come down but the saturday before you were at the mckinley street fair and we caught up with you uh so how was the fair for you man oh the fair was good it was good there was a lot of people there um i met a lot of people we got to show our stuff and um, actually got shut down by the health department. Okay, okay. So before we get to that, tell us a little bit about um, Food is Free and what you're, tr- what you're doing. Well, Food is Free is about setting up front yard gardens or parkway gardens um, and then sharing the harvest with your neighbors. Um, every one of the gardens that we built, we built 10 of them around town, and every one that we built has a sharing table. And the garden supports the sharing table. And at the same time, what we hope is that other neighbors will, will start sharing their produce as well. Oh, wow. Okay. Everybody who gardens, gardens, they grow too much stuff. 
And why not just give it away <laughs> on a community table right in your neighborhood where all your neighbors could come up and you can meet them and talk to them. And we build community this way and we could do it with food. That's amazing. Like, that's a really cool thing. I've seen a couple of community gardens down on Portland Avenue near right. Uh, they have the community, the Green Thumb Community Garden. Right. The Green Thumb. That's a really nice community garden. They're going to be moving into a sharing garden, too. Oh, really? Uh, yes. Super cool. So, OK, now going back to the McKinley Street Fair. <laughs> How did you? How did the health department, or why did the health department shut you down on this one, man? Well, you could give away dirty apples, okay, but you can't crush them and make them into cider <laughs> unless you have a permit. Oh, it was the permits. Oh, the big right. old permits that are going to get you. Wow, really? So you can like you can give that to them, and they could go around the corner and crush their own if they wanted to, but you can't do that for them. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Of course. I mean, seriously, like, how is that going to work out with that? I mean, that's a little, that's a little goofy. That's the way it is, though, right? Like, it's always something like that, man. But by and large, you had a really good time at the uh, the street fair? Yeah, Yeah, we gave away lots of plant starts, and uh, I had apples and pears that I gave away that were dirty. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, dirty, I mean, they came off a tree, right? Like, locally, they're they're, they're just not pretty, like, out of the supermarket, right? No, no, it's, if you wash the fruit when you take it out of a tree, you're going to just create mold and problems. Right. So it's better just to leave the natural yeast and stuff that's on it. Interesting. Just leave it alone. Okay, that makes a lot of sense, yeah, actually. until you want to eat it. Well, yeah, and, and then, then, wash, then it. you wash it because you're going to eat it immediately. Like, I get right. that. Well, I was just letting you know. Oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, how did you end up get, uh, getting started with this? How old is Free Food? Food is Free started is free, in sorry. Uh, 2012. Okay. It was started by John Edwards down in uh, Austin, Texas. Oh, all right. And it grew from there. It grew nationwide, um, or actually worldwide. So it's really big in Australia. Hmm. In New Zealand. Wow. Um, we started the Tacoma chapter. I started it in 2015. Okay, so you've been doing it for about four years now. Yeah, about four years. I've been. I put a little table out in front of my house, and I started giving away food, and uh, it just grew from there. I saw the article on uh, King Five. They did a little short video that you have on your website, and people can check out the website. It is foodisfree253.com, and that links to like your social media and stuff as well, which you're a little bit more active on the Facebook page. Right, right. Actually, the three social medias, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, I Those stay are... pretty current on them. And it's kind of fun, too, because I checked out your Instagram, and it's a lot of pictures. It's just a lot of shots of like just the gardens, and it's really neat to be able to see all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I like to show the different gardens as they as they're growing, and so you could see as as the plants grow and um, what we have available on the tables. So when you started out, was it just because you heard about what was going on worldwide, and you're like, I can do this here, or how did it get? How did you get uh, rolling with it? Well, you know, I just started with a little 300 square foot garden. And uh, I totally got out of control on it. <laughs> <laughs> Within a few years, I had it at 3,000 square feet. Wow. And uh, after, the, after that, I just what I found is that I tried to give all the food to my family, or I took it to the neighbor's door, and I rang the doorbell and ran away. And, uh, <laughs> did everything I could to give this fruit, the, all these vegetables away, and I just couldn't do it. Um, and I looked for places to give it to, and a lot of times with the food banks – is they want a large deposit. They don't just want five pounds of tomatoes. Oh, okay, uh, okay. And, you know, five pounds of tomatoes is quite a bit if, yeah. you're, if you're just trying to eat them yourself. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, when you look at it, what am I going to do with all of these tomatoes? <laughs> right, exactly. So I put a little table up out in front of my house, and I just started giving it away. I found food spree on the internet and on Facebook, and I thought, this is really neat. And the whole idea behind it, of building community with food, was just amazing to me. And as I sat and thought about it more and more, it's just a beautiful movement. And it really is because a lot of problems you'll see with, like, uh, low-income households who can't get fruit or vegetables very easily. And it's the fact that you're growing in a surplus, and you're just like, here, like, take them. If you want to be able to eat healthier and not have to eat a whole bunch of processed foods, or if you want, don't, you're not able to get a full, complete meal, that it's available if you just go out and you look out in your neighborhoods. Right, right. There's fruit trees everywhere. Yes. You could You could grow food right in their front yard. Um, that's kind of what we show is, is how easy it is to grow food and share it with your neighbors. Um, and that's, I mean, like, so our neighbor has an apple tree and the apples will go over into our yard and they'll get over there and they'll land on the, on the, on the ground. And we're like, oh, what the hell are we going to do with all these? And a lot of times we've gone to just like composting or something like that. But we should be actually kind of maybe doing a little bit more with those. Can we just, I don't know, just scoop them up and like put them on a table outside? Like how would that really work in that well, sort of aspect? No, actually when the fruit hits the ground, the microorganisms begin taking a hold of it. And it'll rot the fruit. So like immediately, days. like pretty quickly, it's already like that whole yes. process is starting. Yes. You got to get it out of the trees. Ah, okay. That makes a lot of sense. So you don't want to just be like scooping up ground fruit and passing no. it off or uh, passing right. it around. Okay. No, no. I guess that makes sense. It's like, I'm, that's why I'm not really very good at that's this. That's why we stuff. brought someone on to ask these <laughs> questions, right? Because like, you don't know. But this is like an interesting point because you said you have 10 gardens across Tacoma. Yes, there's 10, 10 different sites. Um, so where, where about, are they central in any area, or are they spread out all over? They're spread out all over town. There's cool. There's two on the north end, two on the Lincoln District, three on the east side, and two on the south end, huh. and two in Hilltop. Wow. So, like, this is, uh, if somebody wants to be able to either help out, they can uh, go check these out as well, too, right? Oh, right, right. You could pick up produce at any one of the, uh, any one of the tables. I'm putting fresh fruit out there as well, and... Uh, Every, any one of the tables is available to use. You can put your own produce out there and give it away as well. That is really, I mean, like, seriously, like, thank you so much for doing something like this. Like, it, it's, it's, a small, it's a small thing in, like, just, like, as a one person doing it. But as you're growing, and you even said, like, when you're growing, you started off with just the small little plot, and then it just got super big. It seems like you've got a passion for growing stuff. Do you have one, or are you just, like, do you have that green thumb, or is it just something that you find relaxing? Or why do you, why do you grow? Well, you know, I had um I had serious depression for a long time and I found that by growing gardens and and growing vegetables that I was able to um overcome my depression and nice. be able to uh it's it's just an enjoyable it's really enjoyable and like everything I've ever done in life, I just get out of control. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know anything about I that. Know, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, know the yeah. secret handshake to that club also. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just it seems super fulfilling on that end as well. If somebody like if if they want to ask you questions about how to start urban farming or urban gardening, are they able to? Would you be able to just be happy to talk to people about this sort of thing? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you could send me a message anytime, and I can go over it with you. I'm not an expert master gardener i just know what works for me 
That's cool, though, because you've seen and you've done it in Tacoma, so you know how to grow with the various soils and stuff around here because it's kind of hit or miss uh, depending on where you live at as well. Well, actually, you could build your soil. No matter oh, where you're at. Oh, see, I don't know anything about it. I don't know shit about this. This is great. So if somebody wanted to start like basic, just a basic uh, urban garden plot in their front yard, in their backyard or anything, what would be like the first couple of steps for them to, in order to do something along these lines? Well, the first thing I do is lay them. Um, I make an easy bed out of two by tens. Okay. Um, you make them in any length that you want. I find 12 feet by four feet works really well. It holds a half a yard of... of uh, soil okay or one yard of soil so that's like a half a pickup load all right all right um, so you build these gardens they're really easy to lay first thing you do is lay down cardboard and then build your soil in it i use tagro myself I'm oh yeah a, i'm a big believer in tagro we're uh it's right here in our city, and we could get it for free. And we've talked about Tagro a little bit. I know Scott's been trying to get him on to, to talk about this. I think it's really cool. If people don't know, yeah, um, explain yeah, it. Yeah. Tagro is, I think it stands for Tacoma Grow, right? And it's, um, I guess, sewage, Tacoma sewage that they've um, reconditioned to be plantable. I know it sounds funny, but apparently the stuff is fantastic, and people line up to get it. They sell out every year. Like, it's a big deal around here, so. It's fantastic. Did I, did I explain it? Kind yeah. Of semi- yeah, it builds soil really, really well. Yeah, like a fertilizer um, that you would well, add in it. It's more than just a fertilizer. Yeah. Um, because it's sand-based with our clay soil that we have here in this yes. area. The sand works really well to loosen that soil up. Oh. So the, as it breaks down over the years, that tagro really will work your soil and it'll become really beautiful. Really? So it's kind of even just like a long-range plan to fix your soil. Right. I found out about the clay when I was living down uh, off of Portland <laughs> in East Wright because uh, TPU flushed the, the pipes. And because of the clay pipes, they had rusted the pipes that we had had. And they basically blew out our pipes when we were vacationing to Yellowstone. And they ended up having to fix all that. And that was when I found out that we had the clay soil because some poor dude from a, a plumbing company had to dig six feet deep in clay. Play and then find the leak, and then it was leaking everywhere because we were testing it. So he was just literally just covered in this stuff. And I was like, wow, this is terrible soil. Like, it's really, really bad. And it just, like, it was, it was kind of infuriating to see, like, how it was. Right, exactly. So, you know, the more organic matter you could add to that soil, the better it gets. That is really cool. Wow. I love that. Yeah. Hey, what, what are some of people's favorite uh, vegetables? Uh, you know, I kind of stay away from kale and stuff because I just can't give it away. You know, people just don't come get it. They talk about it. Everybody talks about kale, but have you had the, kale? Yes, it's the worst. It's Dude, we used to do kale chips. It's the yeah. worst. Yeah, yeah, we've done kale chips, and I'm, I mean, they're chips. I'll still eat them, but it's not because they're any good at all. Yeah. So, right. so stay away from the kale. Like some of the more popular ones, I'd I imagine. Stick with more uh, broccoli and cabbage. They grow really well in our area. Nice. Um, Brussels sprouts, um, cauliflower, all the brassicas crops grow really, really well. You could grow lettuce, um, tomatoes. I kind of stick to the easier stuff that I could produce more of. Yeah. And a lot of my gardeners are are new gardeners, so they've just started out. So we try and make it easy for them. And that's like, like I mean, seriously, like something like uh, tomatoes, broccoli, cabbage. That, those are those are staples anyway. Like those are the ones that you should be eating, or at least you can incorporate into so many different meals as well. So that yeah. kind of helps out a lot with that sort of thing. I like the fact that you can do Brussels sprouts. That was one of those ones that I hated. And then I learned how to roast them. 
And I was going to say you should throw those on the Traeger. I bet they'd turn oh, out all right. Oh, I bet they would. Yeah. yeah, I got a Traeger, so I've been kind of going nuts with that. I learned how to grill a pineapple, like smoke a pineapple. Have you ever nice. smoked a pineapple? Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> Jeff liked I wrapped that, that bitch in bacon, and it was fantastic. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, shout out to Traeger. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, David, again, this is foodisfree253.com. If you're like, I know that this is after this event or this event that you're doing right now is going to be happening, but it's going to be after this recording is out. But you're talking about uh, what would you uh, what did you call the press uh, Wednesdays? Press day Wednesday. Press day Wednesday <laughs> in honor of the fact that the health department shut you down. Mm. For your cider pressing, you're going to be doing an event, and future events will be available on on the Facebook, and as you'll be able to see them as they're going on. But this is something you're going to be doing a little bit later on in this in the harvest season as well. Tell us a little bit about what Press Day Wednesday is going to be for you. Well, a lot of people don't have a cider press and a grinder. No, um, no. I, I bought both of them, so <laughs> I might as well just let everybody use them. Um, I use, I go through a couple hundred pounds of apples myself doing cider. I like to make hard cider. Um, But people could come by and they could use my press and my grinder and we'll set it up so you could have a whole day of of grinding your apples and pears and whatever you'd like to make for cider. Nice. That is really cool. Yeah, that's really neat, man. It's cool that you do that. You just let people come in. That's neat. Right. I didn't pay that much for them. So right, like but it's still cool, right? Because, like you said, a lot of people don't, they just don't have access, right? Or nowhere to right. keep it or whatever their, their thing is, right? Well, a lot of times, you know, you're only doing apples just one time of the year. So making an investment of a press and a grinder is kind of hard. Yep. So it's just easier. I, you know, food is free. I love mm-hmm. that. Food is free. Again, food is free, 253.com, but you can find Food is Free Tacoma on Facebook, and there's plenty of ways that people, the Instagram and the Twitter and stuff. We're going to take a break. I think we're going to refill our drinks, and then when we come back, we've got some coaster questions. We've got questions written on the back of the coasters by drunk people, so you've got to be ready for that. We'll come back in just a minute with David from Food is Free. One of our great sponsors is the Union Club in Tacoma. This is the co-working space down here that has all levels of membership from the cafe membership all the way up to a private office events and happenings and if you wanted to host an event at the union club they have a great hall that is semi-private 2400 square feet wet bar and small deck and fits 200 people standing pricing for members are always cheaper and to become a member all you have to do is go to www.unionclubtacoma.com okay so right before this jeff is like can I tell a joke about dirty vegetables? And yes, you may, Jeff. Well, well you know, now you just blew it out of proportion. So, but it's more like a, it's more like a statement. I like my vegetables dirty, just like I like my women. Huh? Huh? Right, right, right. I was expecting something David. more. Jeff. I know, right? Yeah, I built it up too. Good. I know, I built it up. I'm sorry. Uh, it sounded better in my head. Uh, yeah, well, I think it did for everyone. Yeah, there. we are back. Thank you, Jeff, for the joke. We are with David with Food Is Free Two Five Three, the Tacoma Center. Now, are there a, like with the Food Is Free? Is is there like are there like official meetings with all of the other chapters, or is it you just doing your own thing within the community? It's an open source. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah, project and what it does is you um, you have an open source, so you can do anything you want. Anybody could be a food is free chapter that wants to be. You could use the logo. You could uh, 
use any any one of the uh, things that come off of the website and the and off the Facebook page. So when if you're doing something good for the community, they're more than happy to be like, yes, use all of our stuff, so you can say that you're a part of this. Exactly, exactly. Nice. And it's just about giving away food to build a community. Now, I did notice that since you have the Shroom Brothers logo, you have T-shirts on the website. Are you still doing that? Do you still have T-shirts on the site available? I will have inventory okay. back in okay, November. Okay. Sweet. Okay. Um, I just wanted to make sure because I saw that and I was like, those are actually, I love those designs and I like to support anything that Shroom Brothers does and especially with what you're doing as well. You've got, I, you've look, got a good thing, man. I'm sure if people want one, they could send you an email and get on a list, right? Right, right. Sure. We have t-shirts and hoodies available. Nice. Uh, it will be available in November. Well, and I mean, I love the fact you've got your own hat, uh, <laughs> your, your own branding with this. It's got to be kind of fun to, to be able to go out there and do you get random people just asking you what's up just by based on like your food is free hat or the shirts or anything like that? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. People and, ask me all the time and uh, yeah, how it gives do, me a chance to explain it. And so you're just more than happy just to kind of throw it out there when you're going along. What's like like with someone's like, hey, what's that about? What? How do you like quickly respond and get the the, the point across when it the elevator like, pitch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The five seconds uh, to <laughs> catch someone on the elevator sort of thing. Well, pretty much that we uh, we give food away and we have sharing tables all over the city. That is cool. That is awesome. Uh, we do have coaster questions. <laughs> and like I mentioned, this happened a while ago. And w- what it was is we were, was it with the Flat Earthers? It was. We had uh, yeah. Mark Sargent on. He's a, a big Flat Earth guy. And so we, we, we were kind of, I we're don't know. trying to figure out questions yeah. that weren't going to be really offensive. And because it's kind of hard to, to approach something like that because people are really super into it or they're not. And we wanted to get drunk people in a bar. Brogan was at a bar and somebody had like a very, <laughs> very negative reaction just to the fact that we were going to be talking to the guy. People like, we, get real visceral yeah. when it comes to We just wanted to hear his story. That's like all we're doing here in Tacoma is we're trying to find and he's out on Whidbey Island. So we're like, oh, you're close enough. We want to figure out someone around this area and see how you think and why you do this. So everyone there started writing questions down on a coaster, and we asked people to do so. Yeah, if they were got, fun, man. If, if anyone out there, and we're going to be making coasters eventually, I yeah. think we're going to try to do that at some of the cool bars that we hang out at, and they just write them on the back of a, of a coaster, and we bring them all in, and now it's kind of like, even though Brogan's not here, he goes to a lot of bars, so we're <laughs> like, hey, we need some questions about what, whatever we have on. So we did ask some about urban farmers. And uh, the first one, we talked about this a little bit, but what's the easiest food to grow? Tomatoes. Tomatoes? Tomatoes, without a doubt. They grow really well. Um, don't ripen until late in September, but um, they grow really well. When you start growing a, a tomato, when do you begin? I mean, I'm sure this is all online and easily, easily found, but... You should have them in the ground by May. Okay. Okay, so you're just waiting the whole summer, and you'll get to see the progress and stuff like that, but September is about when you're going to be wanting to get them? Uh, they'll start turning red late August, right about now, and they'll uh, continue to get red nice. through September. What is the hardest fruit or vegetable that you've grown or tried to grow? Celery. Cel- really? Yeah, celery's pretty difficult. Um, I actually got it going this year from seed, Congrats. but it, uh, <laughs> it grows very, very slowly, and it takes a long time. And it requires a lot of nutrients. Wow. Really? 
Interesting. Yeah, like, I didn't. You wouldn't expect that because celery is like water. Yeah, right? when you celery, eat it, you're celery just like, is yeah, celery is a negative uh, vegetable. Food, yeah, yeah. A negative calorie food. It takes more energy to eat it and digest it than it is to actually gives you. That's why I stay away from it. Right? Mm-hmm. No, you got to put peanut butter on it, or I mean, I don't know if you do ever did ants on yeah, a log. Yeah, man, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the only way to eat peanut butter to eat celery is to put something good on it. Yeah, like cheese, cheese, whiz. yeah, the healthiest cheese whiz. <laughs> Let's eat this nice <laughs> vegetable with processed cheese. Oh no, I have. Done it. Yeah, like, of course we have <laughs> bacon with bacon bits in it. You remember oh. the old stuff? You, it came in like a little bag, about big as your hand, and you kind of poke the hole in the middle and you just kind of squeeze it. Oh, it. it's Good like this, uh, the cheese sludge. Yeah. Oh, but it's no, so I've never had that, but I want it. Yeah. <laughs> you made me want it, Jeff. Have you ever grown something that you didn't want to give away? Not like the kale where you couldn't give it away, but you're like, this is. I, too I, good. Yeah, this is too good. Or it's like I want to keep this one. Or this. Or one's maybe a- this is not. I'm not giving this to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, that I've grown, probably not. But what I've picked from uh, from plum trees, yeah. I've gotten some beautiful red plums that no, I didn't give them away. <laughs> we uh, and it's like one of the fun things. Our uh, my sister in law, she has. Well, first off, everyone has blackberry bushes. Yeah. So they like, just, just they just grow everywhere. So she had a BlackBerry uh, party where basically they just they picked them all. People got to keep whatever they wanted to keep, and uh, then they just used the rest for whatever canned them or just kept them out for everyone, whoever wanted to take them. Uh, but she also had a plum tree, and she brought plums home. And, oh, man, like a nice, ripe plum. That was one of those things that we had at my grandma's house when I was growing up. We had a bunch of crappy fruits. like We had like the sour apples. <laughs> which aren't great when you're a kid and you think that you're going to be eating some great stuff. Uh, what they called pie cherries, which were the sour cherries. Right. Yeah, which I'm like, I, I don't get why a cherry, like I'm used to normal like grocery store cherries, and then all of a sudden you're taking a bite into this one and it it's sour. It's bullshit. <laughs> I got so mad at those. I got seriously so mad. But we had we had pears and we had plums and those were good. And then she actually grew strawberries as well. So it was like those fruits were amazing. It just like two out of the what five were just like horrifying. <laughs> it just weren't good at all. Those things just drove me nuts. I hated them. Uh, the one of the last questions: Are you vegetarian? No, I'm not. Because, I mean, you're just growing a lot of fruits and veggies. So you do enjoy meat as well, then? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I'm a carnivore. Um, Yeah, I like fruits and vegetables, and I push people to eat a lot of them. But uh, I probably should eat more. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. Uh, Foodisfree253.com. We did mention the car show that we were checking out on South Tacoma Way. And, David, before that we started, you were talking about you were a car guy as well before this. Scott, do describe a little bit about what we saw at the car show. Dude, those cars were unbelievable. Like, people... They put so much time and effort in those cars. It it blew me away. We saw... I think it was a... um, Oh, God, what was it? El Camino? Uh, Impala? Impala. It wasn't yeah. Impala. And yeah. the back of it um, was decked out like a miniature um, drive-in theater. He, it was awesome, man. He had a little screen up there playing a movie. He had mini cars in there. It all had lights. And then sitting to the outside of the car, he had an old 
speaker, like the window speakers that you would hang up from an old drive in, and it was playing what was on the movie. It, it looks like he just like took it straight from like the old Starlight. Dude, it like, was it was neat, really cool, man. and that that one was cool. And then they had a couple trucks that were chopped, mm-hmm. uh, where they just chopped them, so the windshield was just there, and they were chopped on the way back. Man, I, I yeah, I just walked around like a dork staring at these cars. <laughs> man. It, it was neat. I don't. Um, I really appreciate when people put effort into something like that. I think it's really cool, mostly because I'm untalented. <laughs> so, anything like that blows me away. So. So you know. said that you were into cars as well uh, prior to... Well, now, was it prior to the, the growing uh, of all the fruits and veggies, or was it just an ongoing thing with you? Well, I'm a 30-year uh, mechanic, auto mechanic. Oh, okay. okay. Um, so I worked on cars a lot. I uh, restored cars. I built a, a 64 Thunderbolt. Um, it was Ooh. car number 58 out of 100. Damn. I put it together. Wow. Uh, built an MG before, 59 wow. TD. And uh, I worked for Buffalo Restorations. I was the mechanic there for a number of years. Wow. And so what got you into that passion? Was it just because you were working there and you well, were I able to? I used to love cars mm-hmm. when I started. Um, but then I learned that never do what you're going <laughs> to love for your living. Uh, you know how many people have told me that? <laughs> no, it's, it's the it's, weirdest it's, thing. You do man. what you love, so you love what you do. Well, well, do you just end up getting burnt out on it? Yeah, after I can't so many stand years? cars now. <laughs> <laughs> really? Um, well, it's got to be really weird and rare for me. It's got to be uh, like an old MG or a Austin Martin or um, Ooh, something really yeah. strange. And uh, yeah, I like those, but I've seen enough small block Chevys for a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> is there is there a, is there a Moby Dick? Is there a White Whale that you would love to either work on or just own at this point? Then. Oh, that's a good I question. I like Jaguars. Um, oh, I would like yeah. an old, uh, an old XJ Jaguar. My uh, my wife stumbled upon one. Somebody was selling uh, one for like three thousand bucks, and yeah, and it was it was just a beautifully like criminally underused. The guy who bought <laughs> it was he was in like the Navy in Maryland, and once he retired. Uh, the first thing he wanted to do, he wanted to roll a Jaguar off the lot. Like he wanted to buy it new and roll it off the lot. So it was like a 2001. And he, uh, unfortunately, a couple years later ended up passing away. And his wife and his daughter, they, they, they kept it in storage and would only go out every once in a while. And just to keep, uh, you know, just keep it running and just the rest of the time was just in storage. And then she was finally, the daughter was using it with her cleaning service as the car to transport everything. And Jaguar is just not feasible when it comes down to that. (laughs) So they had to sell it in order to get just a van that they could use for that sort of thing. So my wife stumbled upon it and she used it as a commuter. And uh, like a commuter from Seattle to Bellevue. And she was like, it was like driving a cloud. It's beautiful. Uh, unfortunately, when it comes down to getting anything changed, and I think maybe like the brakes needed to be like changed. And they're like, yeah, it's going to cost you as much as you paid for it. And she's like, it's time to sell it. Yeah. <laughs> and then got a nice normal commuter car. But Jaguars are beautiful. Oh, they are beautiful cars, but they're British, and so it's... Uh, <laughs> they're temperamental. They're very temperamental, and you got to know how to work on them. You yeah. really do. do you, so you have you worked on them before? Have you been able to? Or um, Yeah, I've worked on Jaguars. I actually worked for a shop that was a Swedish and, uh, a Swedish and Rolls-Royce shop, so Ooh. I did Rolls-Royces and... Uh, sobs and did you get to like bubbles. test drive any of those or like oh, I got to go take it out you know oh, to make yeah. sure everything is of working course. on it <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah, absolutely um, we got a lot of those right hand drive uh, Rolls Royces in oh, there. Wow. so uh, it's kind of weird to drive it's gotta be weird yeah drive. that's a little a uh, little strange a little off on that one 
I love it. Uh, again, uh, seriously, David, thank you so much. Foodisfree253.com to get information. You have an interactive map on the site. Now, is that up to date? Are people able to check and see where uh, some of the food tables are out there? Yes, it's totally cool. up to date. It's uh, pinned to the top of my Facebook page. Oh, perfect. So or it's perfect. Very, it's the first posting you'll see on it, and it has all the maps, and I'll upgrade them as, it, as we get more tables. And I mean, it's like you're super easy to get a hold of. I shot you an email. You responded back to me the same day. So that was like it was cool to be able to just get in touch with you. And if people have questions, I mean, you're doing uh, various street fairs during the summer and you're holding events that people can find out. But you're just people send you a message and just ask you questions about either what you're doing or maybe how to do something. Like you said, you're 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 doing this for fun, but you know exactly how these things are working in our environment in Tacoma. So you can help people when they're growing fruits or veggies. Right. I've made a lot of the mistakes. Um, <laughs> I've tried every one of those uh, little plans that you find on, on Google. It's, oh, uh, yeah. And uh, I found that some of them work and some of them don't. Yeah. But I'm no master gardener, but I just know what works for me. I, th- I think people don't, they need to know, though, they don't have to be either, right? Like, you can go out and just start a little dumb little garden yourself and grow some tomato plants. It's really not that hard. I've grown tomato plants, plants on my porch, dude, in a bucket. Really? Yeah, it's super easy. Like, anybody can really do it. You just got to put in the time and effort, right? And, but, I mean, it's not, it's, like, it's not a whole lot of effort, though, when it comes down to these, right? It's just, I guess, consistent effort. You got to make sure and keep an eye on them. Yeah. Well, right. As long as you don't get too out of control and you don't have too much stuff growing, <laughs> um, it's not bad. Um, your weeding is very little in a raised bed um, because you built the soil already, so the weeds just come right out. Oh, that's perfect. Um, that's a good, that's a good yeah, thing because people always bitch about having to do the weeding, weeding, weeding. 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 Yeah, weeding. The weedening. The weedening. I know that sounded just a little goofy <laughs> on that one. But it's it's just one of those things also that for some people that can be their Zen moment. It can be their meditation. Yeah. It's a repeating action that can just kind of take you out of whatever crap you're doing with in life. It's one of those things, again, like people make Zen gardens because it helps you find a place where you can meditate. Absolutely. Getting back to the land and being able to get your hands in the soil. Um, it's so primal that it really, it, it, it has a way of healing you. That's really cool, man. Like seriously, David, thank you so much for being on with us. Is there anything else you want to throw out to, uh, uh the listeners? Uh, we'll be building lots of gardens next year. Um, please contact me in November. Um, I'll be scheduling for the next year and I'm hoping to build maybe, uh, 15 to 20 next year. Wow. Really? We're going to have to revisit you uh, on this and see where you're getting along with this. And Absolutely. Like best of luck with all of this. Uh, everyone, thank you for listening to us. Uh, gritcitypodcast.com info at gritcitypodcast. If you see somebody like David, who's doing something really cool for the community. If you see some of the cool art stuff that's happening with like what we were talking about with like shroom brothers or even more than that. And you want them to be on the grit city podcast info at gritcitypodcast.com. Uh, hit us up on the Facebook, on Instagram. We can DM, us because Jeff takes care of all of uh, the people that send us messages on Instagram. Yeah. Passes them on. Yeah. DM Jeff. Yeah. Everybody yeah. DM Slide Jeff. into Jeff's DMs. Wait. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not. No. He said, no. Yeah. No, no, no. That'll get a little weird on that one. Uh, if you do uh, listen to us on however which way, if you can give us five stars on Apple Podcasts, that would be amazing. Uh, and leave or us whatever a you're listening on, like Stitcher has reviews. Do they? Or, yeah, yeah. I don't for pay sure. any attention to that stuff. Yeah. I just know about Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Anything you're listening on, you can give us reviews, man. Please do so. And uh, like I said, info at gritcitypodcast.com. If you support what we're doing, send us, uh, like, get us on Patreon. Uh, or, I mean, 
God, if you just want to send us donations, I don't know. We'll figure something out on that. Do we have T-shirts and stickers? Yeah. I mean, for a minimum, we just send stickers every once in a while. Yeah. If, like, here's some stickers. Yeah. If you just ask for stickers, we'll send you stickers. Yeah. Uh, those are done by DieCutStickers.com, which are amazing. Oh, nice. Yeah. I like how you slid yeah, right into that. Right into that. Yeah. These sweet vinyl stickers. Yep. I put one on the back of my little Hyundai, so if you see it out there, give a honk at me. <laughs> well, and, and Throw a rock like, at you. No, that's no. A, honk. That's honk. a weird thing no to rocks. say, Justin. No rocks. Do not throw rocks. Don't flip me off. Oh, Just shit. wave and say, hi, Justin. I see your sticker. Not throw rocks. Jesus Christ. All right, guys. Oh, they'll give you a discount. Don't oh, forget. yeah. Yeah, we'll get a, you'll get a discount. It was at Grit 15. Yeah, Grit City 15. Grit City 15 will give you 15% off of all your stickers. You should be doing this. If you've got coaster questions for any of our old guests, we'll probably bring them back at least to do something along those lines. You can do so. Uh, again, thank you, David, with foodisfree253.com. Yeah, man, what you're doing is really cool. Yeah, seriously. You've been listening to the Grit City Podcast. Check them out at gritcitypodcast.com. Yeah.